All right. Hello. Welcome, everyone, back to the Season Media Podcast. I am back. Um, it's hard to get these shows scheduled when, especially now during the holidays, when there's just so much going on. But we're back. And before we start, I want to remind everyone to follow us. Um, you can find me wherever you're, whatever, wherever you listen to podcasts. What's your favorite podcast app? Apple, Apple Music, just on Apple Music. And Apple, app that, yeah, it's um, my go-to. You know, Apple. I'm on Apple. I'm on Spotify. I am on iHeart Radio, and I think Stitcher is gone. Stitcher, I've never heard of that one before. Yeah, they, yeah, they were they got bought out, and they are something else now. But okay. I haven't. Uh, I have imported over to uh, to be on that. But yep, check us out on your favorite podcasting app and then follow us on YouTube. You can see my beautiful face and you can see <laughs> Jaden's handsome face Appreciate it. Uh, on YouTube. <clears throat> and then, of course, all the other socials. And then don't forget to check out the sponsors, Rancho Bravo Tacos. Uh, do you like tacos? I love tacos. Who doesn't love tacos? I, I, that's not right. It's not like I tacos. have yet to ask this question. And then someone <laughs> say no. It's a staple, man. You know that. Uh, I love tacos. Their birria tacos are great, which is the mm. slow cooked beef. Of course. Of with course. The, some I'm cheese. Cultured. I'm a little cultured, yeah. <laughs> um, and then now that it's getting chilly outside, the pozole is really good. What's that? Uh, so it is, uh, it's, 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 it's almost like birria, but instead of the beef being shredded, they're just chunks of beef or chunks of chicken. Okay. And then in a stew. Like soup so it's, base. It's a yeah, stew. Like a soup yeah, base. it's okay. a stew. The red one is beef. The green one is pork, I believe. So there's two different ones. Both are delicious. You can get some fried cheese to go with it, some tortillas, is some salt, so, some lime. Is it served like as, as like a taco? Is it served no, in, in a like bowl. A oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, yep. Okay, soup. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. It is definitely a, it is definitely a, um, in a bowl. Sounds tasty. You might try that out. Yeah. Um, them. And then... I need to get back on this, but definitely check out the sneakers friend. I started a sneaker cleaner brand a year ago. <laughs> Haven't uh, worked on it as much as I would have liked. You're 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 spread thin, man. You're in everything, man. You know, <laughs> well, I probably need to focus. Yeah, <laughs> I probably need to focus because because uh, this I'm I was really passionate about sneakers for a really really long time, mm. and then. I decided to start a sneaker cleaner brand. So I did all of the testing. I tested about. It's like actual product. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's right. Oh, it's actually right. Oh, right, right. here. Um, and then uh, okay. I, I tested a bunch of compounds, worked with the manufacturer. And then the one that I finally went with, I used on my Travis Jordan one highs. Mm. And if you're a sneaker, you head, got those ones. I, oh, I love Travis Scott. So I, I know about those ones. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So, you know, they're, you know, 2200 bucks. Yeah. So I tested them. They look great. They it did fantastic. And uh, I should really be pushing it more. It's a, it's a shame that I haven't. Mm. But, yep, check them out, thesneakersfriend.com. Um, if you, you – oh, there's a discount code. Uh, is it – oh, I forgot what the discount code is. <laughs> well, message me, and I'll give you a discount code. All right, enough. Enough of all this. <laughs> enough of all this stuff. But uh, Jaden, cheers! Cheers! You have an empty glass, so we have glass. to. That's, that's, that's bad luck, I think. Here, I'll hand oh, it to you. Gotcha, which over here. So thank that you, way you. you don't accuse me of overpouring. <laughs> no such thing. Do the same thing at the winery. I'm, uh, I'm a heavy pourer. Oh, only way to be. 
There you go, Jaden. Cheers, right, Jordan McKenzie. Appreciate you, Jaden McKenzie. I called you Jordan already. <laughs> You're not the first one to do that. So, <laughs> so Jaden works at one of our favorite tasting rooms. That's where we met. Yes, sir. And we've bonded over movies. So <laughs> we've had enough conversations about movies and shows. And hey, man, you should watch this. You should watch that. That I thought, you know what? We just need to record something because sit down and talk I, about it. Yeah. I I want to do more of these current pop culture what's out there now mm. shows um and i thought this would be a fantastic a fantastic show where you know just two dudes to nerd out over movies love for a it. little bit i love it so thank you again for coming of course thank you and recording me. um so we'll we'll get to the movie that <laughs> we talked about yeah <laughs> we'll get to the movie that uh that 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 uh pushed me to say all right Jaden, you need to come over and and talk about this but what are the types of movies that you like like what's your go-to movie honestly like i i'm the kind of guy to watch a lot of things i've watched a lot of things that i don't like i i'm a person that starts a movie and has to finish it this is like oh, it, yeah. it's kind of a good thing and also a bad thing you've committed because, yeah exactly and you know me and my lady at home a lot of the times before bed we'll, we'll start a movie and the way that i know if i really like it or not is if i fall asleep or not okay. and then and, and, it's usually when I'm sitting past up, like way past my bedtime, when I know that like this is the one you talk to people about. This is the one that I actually enjoy. But it can it can literally be anything. You know, I've, I've watched you know a lot of animation, a lot of horror movies, a lot of drama movies, a lot of all kinds of things in that sense. But you know, recently um, I've been probably the past year I've been hooked on like uh, A24 movies, that, oh. that film company. Yeah, they when I started watching them, I was like, oh man, these are, these are hit after hit after hit. And then I'm starting to get to the point where now it's kind of hit or miss with those movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I watched, I watched a weird one the other night. Uh, this the last black man in South in the, the last black man in San Francisco. Have you seen, seen that one yet? Is that, that's a current movie. It, it came out 2022. Okay. So, so no, I've not heard about that. It's uh so it's kind of a piece about the gentrification of San Francisco going okay. on. Yeah, I'll, I'll just ask you to push this a yeah, little bit a little further. Far. Gotcha. Yep. You can go ahead. And, um, you know, it it was good in the sense that it was beautiful, be- beautifully filmed. Like, it's, it's the colors, the lighting of it, oh, and everything okay. is like, it's one of, one of I'd say, the top five movies I've seen with, with the way that it looks. Yeah. It shot in San Francisco, I'm assuming. In San Francisco, too, as well. Uh, the main actor, who was also the writer of the show, was his very first time ever acting, too, as well. And he killed the role. Like, absolutely okay. killed the role. The plot, though, it seemed like it was too much on the plot. Like, it was it was, it was was really easy to follow, but at a certain point, I was, like, you know, near the end, I'm like, what is the message here? Because it started out, <laughs> it's, it's, it started out talking about, you know, these, these huge things, like, that are happening here in front of us. Like, even here in Seattle, we're seeing it. Like, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of places that are being bought out, and a lot right. of families are getting moved out and whatnot. Yeah. And the movie started out about those things, and then at, near the end of it, I just couldn't couldn't understand it at that point. So it got a little too in the weeds. Yeah, it was it, it was good though in the sense that I don't even know how to explain it the right way. But what I'm trying to say, but it um, it's a little bit too deep for at least my understanding. I'm, I'm sure there's people out there who love it. I'm not I'm not here on the movie whatsoever, but it it was a bit too much for me to think about. Hmm. In that sense. Maybe not to put words in your mouth, but maybe it took itself a little too seriously. Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, you know. <clears throat> I can sense that when mm. movies take themselves a little too seriously and it's it's really off-putting mostly because oh you know what I have a great example of that 
oh, this Australian movie that just came out where everyone loved about the hand that is possessed. Yes. Yeah. I've Talk heard about me. that. I haven't seen it though. Okay. I haven't seen it though. So you need to watch that one though. Okay. Yeah. So I won't do a, okay. I can't, I you can spoil won't it. do a spoiler. Spoil it. It's all right. But that one to me was one where, okay, you, you took yourself a little too seriously. And then when I, um, saw an even interview with the directors, cause I think there's mm. two of them. It, I just said to myself, okay, this totally makes sense. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it totally makes sense to when me. You see the guys you did it, you're like, ah, oh, okay. That, like, makes, yep, sense. that yeah. makes sense. Uh, because well, this isn't a spoiler, but I didn't like that movie. Mm. And my, the, the film group that I'm in, they disagreed with me very, yeah. very aggressively yeah. for, for <laughs> not liking it. And I will defend my position on As why I didn't like yeah. it. You know, it's, 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 it's art and art is up for, you know, being judged. You know, that's the thing. There's, there's a lot of movies like that though. Like, um, there was one that I watched the day. It was, it was a movie. It, it, it was done by BT, which is, you know, one thing that BT in general is like, not don't make the best movies in general. Where I love my black folks out there, but yeah, it was, it was this movie. It was like called Karen, right? It was oh, called Karen. Yeah, with Christina Ricci. Yeah. Yeah. Have you watched it? No. <laughs> Don't watch it, man. No. It, it starts out like great. You know, the trailer's great. It, it's like a racist horror movie almost, you know, yeah. when, when they move in this nice neighborhood and they have a really racist neighbor and whatnot. And then like halfway through the movie, man, they just took it like too far. Like in the sense of like pushing and like just pushing, pushing these things on it. And I just ended up turning it off. Like I was like, you know what? The last five minutes, I, I can live without it at this point. Like it was... <laughs> It was a little much. And those kind of movies where they just like push that so hard, yeah. like it just it kills me because I'm like, there's a better ways to interpret it. And I want to interpret it myself too at the same yeah. way, you know. But um, I'm uh, on Facebook, I get these posts. This might be my problem is that I try to avoid Facebook. Mm. Um, but I. I don't, so I don't have any friends on Facebook. Right. I have maybe five. Yeah. So all of the feed is just suggested to me. Mm-hmm. And since I do spend time looking at film shorts, you know, these accounts that all they do is post shorts, which mm-hmm. is infuriating because they post <laughs> some of it. And then the very end of it, they'll cut off. And then you have to, I mean, it's just clickbait, right? It's they, all they want to do after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been getting a lot of these and I was actually talking to Lori about this today where I'm assuming these are movies on Tubi. <laughs> uh, do, Tubi you, do you listen to Tubi? Do you watch Tubi? I've seen some Tubi movies. I've seen you know, a couple of Tubi movies that I've liked. You know, there's a couple that I like though. Yeah. I mean, Tubi has some okay movies, some good movies, yeah. but then man, I feel oh. confident that if I were, if I were to make a, a film, Mm. With just me, my camera, and a couple actors, I could get it. Some, oh, I could get it page. approved. Front yeah. page for sure. <laughs> but there's these movies on Tubi, where like the one that I saw today, and and they're all race based. Like all of these are race based. But the hardcore, one that I saw yeah. today was, I didn't get context, so I don't know why. But it was these two black guys doing mitts, boxing mitts, mm. in a parking lot somewhere, and then this white woman came up and says. Who are you guys? So did you guys be here? I don't think that you guys should Sounds be like here. Sounds like a Tubi movie. Yep. Sounds like a Tubi movie. <laughs> and then the one guy comes up and he goes, ma'am, we're just getting a workout in. We're only going to be here for a few minutes. You know, you know, thank <laughs> you for your Never would happen concern. in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no two grown men would fight in public like that. It's not a workout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they had, I mean, they had gloves and mitts yeah. and everything. So it was like a real. And then uh, 
she just kept on. She said, well, I think you guys are trespassing. You need to leave. And then the guy came back and said, you know, we're being patient with you, but we're trying to get a workout in. Could you please just, you know, let us be. And he's like, if you don't leave right now, like she just, if you don't leave right now, I'm calling the police. Yep. And then the guy goes, ma'am, I can save you the call. I'm a police officer. Yep. yep. <laughs> Every Tubi movie I've seen, it always <laughs> ends up like that, where I feel like they're preying on like just like young and upcoming actors who're like, hey, the script's great. And then it just ends up awful. It's 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 horribly yeah. shot like an iPhone. Like it looks like almost it it's is just nuts. Yeah. I was telling I was telling Lori, it's like yeah. if I were an actor and I read this, there is absolutely no way I would do this. I don't care how like how much I want to be famous. I'm just not for gonna both. Do it. Yeah. For both the 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 non-white roles and the white roles they're yeah. both atrocious like why would you want to put your name it's to never anything it's like never this? like realistic to a point where like what racism actually is in the real world uh, it, no. it's always just like over exaggerated like yeah. what you see on social media it's like that times 10 and it's just ridiculous <laughs> oh, on both sides it's like yeah. they do monologues on both sides the 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 white karen mm. she'll say this is a secure neighborhood and i've never seen you here and that must mean that you're you're shouldn't be here and then but very like in that tone the entire movie karen I just told you about is yeah, literally is that. like that it's literally that it's like <laughs> word for word like oh like slavery was so long ago like it like it's just like all of these like normal really really like normal just i don't know just one huge cliche of like what racism is i'm like that's yeah. not how it is i, I'm like, so, <laughs> I mean but do you yeah. i mean what do you do you think the writers and the directors do you think what do you think they're trying to do do you think they're trying to prove a point do you think they're trying to make things better i think they're trying to sell i think they're trying to sell that's why to they, whom? they they the younger audience because you know we we watch these videos on like all over social media with these things where these things are happening or we have this idea in our head of what like racism is, but I'm like the worst kind of racism is one that you don't know what's racist right away. Like you find out about, about it later, but they take the ones where it's like, Oh, this is your stereotypical Karen. We're going to put her here. And these are the words that she's going to say that everybody knows. Like, like it's yeah. like these, these, like the, well, just like you said before, the cliche things that yeah. someone would say, that's all that is like, especially with the two movies. They're just like, they really are not, able to write a script with like you know, world experience. I get I get angry when I see those on two fronts. The the first front is I get angry because I think who is funding this? Who I mean they probably spent <laughs> on the on the generous end they they probably have a hundred, maybe two hundred grand to make this movie. So like, someone yeah. someone funded this. And then the other thing that gets me angry is that I have very talented friends mm. One of them is an extremely talented screenwriter who, if we could, if we could raise two hundred grand, we could make a great movie. I'll tell you, I'll tell you who it is funding them. It's their parents. That's, that's literally what it is. You it's, think they, so? I guarantee you, it's just <laughs> a couple of trust fund babies. You know that they really didn't want to go to mommy and daddy's business and they want to go to film school. They're like, hey, I'm gonna make this movie. Like, I, I need so and so. And they did so, and then it ends up on Tubi. Mm. <laughs> it's literally, I guarantee that's what it so, is. Yeah. yeah. So do you think it's like some NYU film school student who is like, this is I, my first one? And I would believe it would be. I've man. seen probably one good Tubi movie ever. And it's just like the rest of them are just like, it's thrown together. Like the scripts are awful. The filming's awful. Like it's, they don't know what they're doing, but they're trying too hard. And that, like we talked about earlier, it's just like, the, it's the trying too hard to, to do these things right it's just it's it's not good film in my opinion like because it seems to me yeah if someone were to give us 
Well, I'll just say me. I will not mm. uh, incorporate my friends into this. <laughs> if someone were to give me, let, let's just say, 20 grand mm. to make a movie, I would know that there's going to be shortcomings, right? Yeah, 100%. I'm not going to be able to make a... I'm not going to be able to make this great thing. Then the compensation has to be in in uh, the most detailed care with the script of how it's written, of how it's delivered. And you you know, having said that, then you I mean it just needs to be written, rewritten, rewritten and then rewritten. There's Good movies with really low scripts. Like that's the thing. It's like it's it's in the writing is ninety percent of the movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Like it's it's ninety percent of a movie. What makes it good is how good it is written, and that's why you see like these small films that are like amazing, right? That are winning awards and doing all these things where it's like they didn't have the like the, the things to do it with, but it ends up great, in a sense. It's like that's the thing. It, it's it's all art in that sense, and what you're putting out. It, it, it doesn't need all the bells and whistles of things. What you're writing and coming out of your mind, that's what makes it great, in my opinion. But right. it's just like, that's the way that I see it always. And there's people like, I don't know, the entire network of, what, what's the one that does like a Green Arrow and whatnot, that, that network on TV? Oh, the, uh, the U, the WB. Yeah, WB. Like, it's a lot, a lot of their shows, like you watch them and it's like, Are oh. they still around? Yeah. <laughs> I think now it's called the CW. CW. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. The CW. The CW. CW. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And right. you, you know, you watch those shows, and it looks cool. Like there's there's great CGI on them sometimes. There's 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 huge actors on them sometimes, and then you're like, but the script is literally like it's it's they spent about twenty minutes on it at lunch break, and they said they called it good. Yeah, they didn't I read mean, it twice. <laughs> at some point, I'm, I'm I would assume that. You know what? I don't. I'm not even. I'm not uh, qualified to really talk. Well, mm. first, I didn't even know CW was still around. Oh, they're going and strong somehow. I don't, I don't really watch TV, mm. so I don't. I don't know. The last thing that I've heard of the CW was, um, I don't know. The Arrow. Yeah, you just said Arrow. It was right? the Arrow and the Flash. Is the two yeah. big ones that they've had. But and Arrow then, is older, I believe. I think it ended a few years ago. I started watching it as a kid when they had a Smallville on it. Right, right, right. That's, I used what to, I, that's, I used, that's how I got hooked on it. And then I stopped watching it probably like early high school because I was like, oh, this is this is awful now. <laughs> like, I can't I can't go on with this. <laughs> you know, those. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious of what um, of uh, like what. Regular show like some let's say someone who makes shows for HBO, mm-hmm. what they think about those CW because I think they're just churning them out. It's just a factory at that point. And that's what I think it is, is to like try to keep those things going, keep those networks going. And I'm sure that like they are having a huge bankroll on the backside because those shows aren't can't be making so much. Like no. they, they can't and, be that many people watching it. Like that's and then and then at the same token, they're those actors aren't making a ton. Like they're, they're low, all. they're low to produce. They don't some cost a lot. Good name actors on there. But it's like I don't know how they're spending all that time doing those those movies or like those shows and those right. movies. But then also doing like huge stuff and you know you, you know being like <laughs> like blockbusters and whatnot. You but know it that's just, it's it, you 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 remind me of an interview that I saw with Terrence Howard. Mm-hmm. Man, he's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Like he is. I am disappointed that he is not a bigger star than what he is. Um, some people might say that he blew it with mm. with uh, Iron Man. I lo- I like the first Iron Man and Iron Man Two. I liked a lot. I think that that was a good role for him as War Machine in that. But it's uh, yeah. As some people might say, he blew it. 
for for not continuing with that. But I was listening to an interview that he did where he said that for Hustle and Flow, mm-hmm. he only made 26 grand. Did you see this interview? No. He said he got he his for that movie. Hustle for that Flow. movie, he only received $26,000 to make that movie. And then on top of that, when they released the soundtrack, Mm -hmm. they credited all of those shows to the, to his actor, to his character, to DJ, not not to, not to Terrence Howard, not to him, which then he explained that they didn't have to pay him royalties. Ah, that makes sense. Cause wasn't it, uh, juicy J that wrote a lot of music for that. Oh, I I thought it was, I don't know. He won, a, he, he won an Oscar for that. It was Juicy J. Yeah, and, that uh, song did. Project Pat. They won an Oscar for that. And, for the first uh, Oscar ever. Yeah. Uh, who, who, but who was that band that did? I thought it was another another group. Uh, I'm so bad. I listen to Juicy all the time. I should know this. Uh, UG, not, it's not UGK. Uh, it, it was Six Mafia? Yeah, 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 Mafia. yeah, yeah. Three Six Mafia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I should know that. But the, <laughs> but the vocals are mm. him. Yeah. So he said that in an interview. He said uh, they credited the vocals to DJ, which the Additional producers character. owned, so they didn't have to pay him. And then he said that he was going to take them to court because they owe him, you know, 20 years. The movie's amazing, though. Yeah, it's, it's movie a classic. Is, it is a classic, you know? The movie is fantastic. Yeah. It is and such a powerful movie. To not get royalties off a movie that good is crazy to me. And that it won Oscars, like for yeah. like a rap based movie like the first ever of its kind yeah when oscars on like the yeah. main stage of the world so so in in saying that um in this same interview he said that actors you know they were talking about about the sag strike that just mm-hmm. you know just ended a little bit ago but it went on forever what what was that all about i i, I heard about it i just i never really read into it at all because i hate like a lot of those things that go on with social media, not, I, I tend yeah. to avoid those things that go on in the world. I'm I'm bad about that, but so and then I did a show. So my my boy Kale Young, he did a show with me. Mm. Uh, actually, it was the last show, and we spoke about the strike for the whole show. I, I saw a couple of clips of that. I didn't watch and anything though. He was explaining, and he has sort of inside because he still has some. Yeah. He has writer friends that mm-hmm. are in that are in the union. Um, he was talking about how the main sticking point was the use of AI that they didn't want the studios to be able to use AI because then that meant that they wouldn't need writers. I mean, doesn't that, isn't that kind of just like the way that the world works, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, like it's, 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 you can't tell someone to not use Google, Yeah, which is what it's going to, which is what it's like to say you can't use AI. I mean, I use, I don't do anything important, but I use AI multiple times I've a used week. it in the past too. I yeah. love chat <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, how do you know what's a fancy way to say, you know, pay me? And yeah. then <laughs> And it's you know, it's interesting to me because it's just like, you know, you're working for a company at that point and you're writing these things, yes, and you want job security, but at the same time, like the time is changing, man. Like it's it's, hey. it's technology <clears> and I get that, but <clears throat> I mean I, I guess I'm not on that on the inside of it in that sense, but it's always kind of blown my mind. But I just only understand. And actually, I'm going to jump ahead of you and start opening this one. Let's go but no it. pressure. No, let's go for it. All the pressure's on. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, the, the one thing that we did say is that there is no one in America that is going to feel sympathy for anyone in Hollywood. And that's also, <laughs> that's also what I wanted to say, too. But uh, it's, you know, it's a sense of, like, it's art. 
and art is always going to change for the rest of like that's that's what human history is in that sense. Yeah, the computer is better than you. The computer is better than you. There's people who've lost their jobs on the assembly lines. People like it's it's the way of the world, man. Like, that's it's, right. And so I don't understand actually, and I don't even understand why. And I know that if when I'm going to say this, I'm going to get tons mm-hmm. of hate. I don't even understand why writers get royalties on stuff that they did. Really. I really, it's, it's hard for me to understand that. And then so I, I, I draw a parallel to tech. Right. So if you worked, you know, Steve Jobs and Wozniak, mm-hmm. they worked for another tech company and had an idea. Mm-hmm. They had to clear it with that company before they move forward with their idea, because people who work oh. in tech, they when they sign their contracts. Any in, anything that that person invents or comes up company. with, huh. it's it, it's the IP belongs to the company that employs them. I don't think I ever thought about it that way. Yeah, um, like the <clears throat> oh, what's I mean, I'm I should be more prepared to to say this, but back in the seventies and eighties, there was one company that pretty much came up with everything that we use now, like mm-hmm. touchscreens, mm-hmm. the mouse. Is it is it is it is it pack bells and HP? It's like that's where Steve Jobs got the idea from, from for the mouse. House. It's like he toured this company, right? So it's yeah. so if you come up with something and you work for a company, you're still part of the company. It's it's their idea. It's their yeah. it's they're paying you. So you know, it, it, so it's like yeah, it's like it's hard for me to fully comprehend of wanting to get paid for mm-hmm. work that I did 10 years ago. It's like yeah. I was a machinist for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I made a, I, I ran CNC mills and lathes, mm. and the parts that I made are in thousands of earth moving equipment. So like Caterpillar. Yeah. Anytime they do any sort of construction and mm. there needs to be a hydraulic cylinder in there, That's there's awesome. a good chance yeah. that I made it. I'm not getting paid for any of that stuff. Yeah. Even and, if that. And you understand that you shouldn't be either. <laughs> that was your yeah. job at the time. It's like, it's, it was yeah. like granted, you know, Caterpillar sold the machine <laughs> and then no one, when that company then eventually sold that machine to another company, yeah. they didn't say, Oh, we need to pay back. We need to you pay remember the royalty. guy who made this. Yeah. It's like, that doesn't make sense to me. See, there's like the thing that like, I have a lot of friends that are artists, especially living here in Seattle. And it's, I don't know if it's like narcissistic thinking or what, but like, Everybody who creates things always thinks like like they deserve a certain amount for yeah. how good it is. And but that's the th- thing about art is like you cannot like it, and the, that person may think it's the best thing ever. And they start to want more and more for what they create. Right. And I, I get that. I totally understand it because if you're making something, you want it to be good. But if other people don't see it that way, you know, it's maybe it's not that maybe it's not as crazy as you think it is. Yeah. Oh, and you know what I'm remembering now. When I brought this up to my boy, mm. he said that the reason that is, is that started back with Superman, with Schuster, who invented Superman. They 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 invented Joel Schuster. Mm. Schuster. He invented Superman, and then it took off. It got super popular, and he wanted to renegotiate his contract. Yeah. The company said After no, the fact, yeah. and then he sued. The judge said. You can go back in. So that opened the door for royalties and residuals. That's what it was. Slippery slope. Yeah. It's a slippery slope there, man. Yeah. Uh, So so it's, and I know it's like, I've, I've done little posts on this and 
I get super hated on, but I mean, it, it's a way it's, it's one thing to talk about it. You know, it's like, it's at what point do you deserve more for what you created? You know, especially when you're working for like a, a whole company at that point, you know, it's, it's their idea at that point. Cause you signed that contract. You could have read the contract. You could have read the fine print, but you yeah. didn't, you probably didn't. And then now you're upset because it's taking off. Yeah. It's, I mean, Hey, you know, have you ever seen the movie blood in blood out? No, I don't believe so. It's I love it. Yeah. And I know my boy Kelly is listening to this and mm. he's going to laugh because I quote this movie as often as I can. <laughs> yeah. But there's this. So Blood and Blood Out. And uh, if you want to see it. Yeah. I think it's one of the top five movies ever made. Blood and Blood Out. Because it's okay. kind of the Mexican Godfather. OK. <laughs> All right. <laughs> with uh, it, it, it. The story follows three cousins. Yeah. Um, one of them turns out to be a drug addict the other mm. one turns out to be a cop and the other one turns out to be a, a jail a, a mafia boss yeah <laughs> but in one of these scenes they say the and this is all east la so these yeah. are all chicanos yeah so in one of the scenes they they're they're uh they're planning on whether to break a rival gang's window and then you know they, they talk about it and then Benjamin Bratt, you know, are you familiar with Benjamin Bratt? Yes, I am. Yes, Benjamin yes. Bratt is in this movie. Okay. Well. Benjamin Bratt's character goes, "Hey, life's a risk, Adnal. Life's a risk." <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I have to watch that one. This movie yeah. is so quotable. There's a couple. Uh, there's a couple T-shirt companies that they just have a bunch of T-shirts. <laughs> have all the shirts. It's, and I mean, it sounds actually, like, uh, I'm disappointed in myself that I do not own any of these T-shirts, but <laughs> I'll be remedying that soon. Well, anyway. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it, uh, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't understand why, but it is how it is. But I can pretty much confidently say that very, very few people cared about this strike. I didn't, I didn't understand it. I just knew that people were mad, but people who are artists, I will say this, and this might get you a little bit of hate for me saying this, but if you're an artist and you are upset about the criticism of the way you're being treated, like, concerned about like you know payment or whatever i don't really feel bad for you because it is art and art is up for the interpretation of the world yeah. you know it's it's you should expect those things to happen right to you. it's it's not everybody doesn't have to like your things that you make no and, and actually some might say and actually this would be uh, some might mm. say that if you're able to create something that people like slash love mm. And at the same time, people hate. Yeah. That's something. That's more powerful than anything. If, if you right. make somebody also hate what you're creating, that's that's way more powerful than anything at all. Which yeah. will bring us to this movie, Soft and Quiet. Oh, geez. All right. It's time. <laughs> so I am curious. Mm. I'm curious to know. You recommended this movie to me. Correct. And I think you said you have to see it. I think if I recall correctly, mm. I'm, I'm, I guess my first question is, well, why did you like this movie so much? So prefacing this, I'm going to say that I, we chose this movie. It was me and my girlfriend. It was like midnight. We we're about to go to bed. We just want to throw something on in the background while we fall asleep. And, you know, the movie starts playing in, in that first scene where you don't know what the movie's about whatsoever, because you read like the description of it. It doesn't tell you anything about the movie at all. Did we watch the, did I watch the right one? About the Nazi ladies? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. the one. Yeah, yeah, about okay. the Nazi ladies, yeah. So you start you start the movie, and you don't know what the hell the movie's about. You just know that it's this lady's a teacher talking to this kid. 
And then I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, man, that's going to be boring, whatever. And then the part with the pie comes out when yeah. it has the, the logo in it. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, this is this is going to be a little bit weird here. And then I realized that, that there was not one cut the entire movie. Did you notice that too? Well, the, the well, there, well yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was four, but okay. Yeah, but was, was there I'm four? Be, I'm being a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I caught any of them, but it was, uh, yeah, I like, I like the movie, the message to it where these people are in our society as everyday people like that, that, that part like, was like kind of like the horror scary part that I think about a lot. It reminded me of like a Jordan Peele movie without the black aspect into it, but like I could be on the other side of it in the sense mm-hmm. that these okay. things are happening in our everyday society and it could be like our next door neighbor, but you would never know. And the whole movie, like my heart was just pounding the whole movie. And you know, the acting wasn't hundred percent, you know, there, there was a few small plot holes that, that I didn't like, but like in, in terms, like it had me on the edge of my seat the entire time. And at the end of the movie, when I finished watching the reason why I liked it the most is I realized I was rooting for them the entire time. Mm. And when a movie is able to do that to me, when I'm rooting for the bad guy, that's when I know that I'm like, shit, I'm like, these, these writers <laughs> did something the right way. Cause I like snapped out of it. I'm like, wait a second. These ladies are racist. So I was like, I, I, sh- I shouldn't like them at all. But then, like the entire movie, I'm like, don't do that, don't do that. Get get, get, get out of here. But then, like that's it's a movie that I genuinely enjoyed because of the fast pacing of it, and it made me like the bad guy, which is huge to me in that sense. So you, okay, so it drew your attention. <clears throat> it one that it kept your attention. Mm-hmm. It kept you wanting to see what was going to happen. Yeah. The just the the decisions that they were making. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it seems like you really dug the shooting style, the cinematography of it. I, I like movies that are one take because it makes me appreciate it a bit more because of how much goes in this, things like that. Yeah. You know, like <clears throat> uh, 1917 was another movie like that was all shot in one take and that was or I was in two takes, actually. That is right. It was in two takes. Yeah, movie, I think but, they, there might have even been more. Yeah, but not, Quentin Tarantino did yeah. a whole thing about how brilliant that. Yeah. He didn't like it. Mm-hmm. He didn't like that movie, um, but he did talk about how it was the how it was shot exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to do that. Yeah, and I that's makes me like it more because you put yeah. that much effort into it, and it still turns out good. I'm like, yeah. that's because I'd mess up like <laughs> the second. Actually, I think, and I'll have to go back and look. I th- believe. That there is an Asian zombie movie that really is one mm-hmm. take. Really? Yeah. Are you a? Are you a? Do you know who Joe Bob is? Joe Bob and the male girl Darcy. I don't think so. No. So on Shutter, mm-hmm. you. I mean, if you dig horror movies, yeah. I definitely recommend you subscribe to Shutter. Yeah, check out Shutter. Although yeah, subscribe to Shutter on the Shutter website. Don't okay. subscribe to it through Amazon. Okay. So subscribe on the on on the That's actual Shutter website because then you get to see their live stuff. Mm-hmm. And Joe Bob Briggs is a critic who has been reviewing and hosting movies for thirty plus years. Okay, and he had this long running show on TNT called Monster Vision, and then he's had a couple more. Uh, he was in Casino. Do you remember? The yeah, movie Casino? I Casino. Yeah, of course. Do you remember the part where? Uh, Robert De Niro fires the 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 Vegas yokel yep, yep. for letting mm-hmm. four jackpots go. Yep, that's Joe Bob. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's that's, that's, that's the guy. All right, face <laughs> the name. All right. Uh, so Joe Bob hosts movies, and 
what that means is that he plays the movie, but before mm. the movie starts, he talks a little bit about the movie. And then instead of there being commercials, they go back to him. And then he talks about details of production and the writing and it's the like directing. Chocolate Closet with R. Kelly. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Chocolate Closet. <laughs> I don't know what that is. You, do you not know what Chocolate Closet is? I don't. Okay. I'll make this quick. Trapped in the Closet by R. Kelly is a musical, right? It's like 18, 20 parts, I think. And it's just about a story about a one night stand. And for the black community. What, what is this a movie? This it's I would say it's more of a show. I remember when I was a kid, my parents would like have these watch parties at it at my house. Trapped in the Closet with R. Kelly. And it was it is. Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> when you were a kid. Yes. Your parents had watch parties. I have been watching radio art movies since I was like four years old. What, but yeah. your parents had watch parties with something R. Kelly did. Yes. How old are you? Trapped in the Closet. I'm 24 years old. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. You know what it was? No, I <laughs> I didn't realize you were this young. I usually get like like I'm a little bit older, but yeah, you're, I mean, yeah, you're a big dude, 24. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm a large man. You know, I speak well. Try my best to, to to come off older, but yeah. I mean, I okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if this is bad or not. Yeah, I mm. pegged you for a little bit older than 24. Yeah, everybody does. Like like it's usually like early 30s typically is what I get. Like yeah. early 30ish. Yeah, but no, only okay. 24 years old. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I yeah. mean, I'm I'm sure that you thought I was in my 20s, which yeah, is 100, 100. <laughs> It's the beer gives it away a little bit, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm only 21 years older than you. I mean, that's it. Not only too 21. Bad. Not too Not bad. Too bad. <laughs> okay. That's what my stop was because I thought there's no way that your parents were watching and you were cognizant enough to you know that you were watching R. Kelly stuff. have to watch Trapped in the Closet. Okay. Like, so, I'm telling so you. So Trapped in the Closet, you're saying it's a show. It's a, it's it's a, a show. It's an 18-part musical. It's all done by R. Kelly. He he sings and he does all the parts for all the characters. There's there's a whole bunch of actors in it, right? But okay. he's the voice of all the actors there, right? And so he's singing this whole story that goes on for 18 parts. Mm. And it it starts off as like a one night stand thing. And it just it just escalates and escalates. Are you talking about peeing at all? Not at all. No, he was he he, he was smart about it. He's behaved to a point in this in this <laughs> in this thing, but there's there's a lot of laughs to it. You know, I, I'm I'm not saying whatever R. Kelly did is okay. I'm just saying you know he is still an artist, and we still yeah. appreciate no, his art. I'm uh, yeah. actually the side note. I can completely separate yeah. the uh, that's artist from the, the way it should be. The way it should be. But yeah. Chad in the Closet, <clears> I think, is one of the better things to come out in the past 25 years okay. in this world. Okay. You gotta watch it. I've never heard of this it's super ever. hard to find now because once you got arrested all of this stuff got taken off of like media and whatnot yeah but um it's super hard to find you probably sure it's on, on, YouTube on like reddit somewhere. or reddit or like youtube is i think i found it on reddit when i watched it last but yeah. um i was at a bachelor party drunk and i was like we gotta watch this again start to finish <laughs> we watched it Jeez. start to finish at like 4 a.m in the morning but it um yeah it's 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 a wild ride it's insane he sings the entire time beautiful singer but um and then he just uh recaps in a monologue yeah it's literally it starts out he wakes up and he's trapped in the closet because he's hiding from this girl's boyfriend who comes home or it's her. a metaphor <laughs> it could be it could be <laughs> where he is hiding from all of the all the criminal things he's done yeah he's doing yeah in, in the closet you know yeah exactly you are 24 years old yeah you know what <sighs> i feel a little bit sorry for you <laughs> why is that you never got to see jordan play Jordan play? Yeah. Michael Jordan. I yeah, you're right. I never did at all. He's actually. been retired since he, like you were born. 
Yeah, I I think I missed a lot of things in my life being 24. All the cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, like you. Here, here's what you missed. You missed being able to be a complete lunatic mm. and then having yep. zero record of it and not having social media. I right. thought about that the other day. You know, I was thinking about it. I was like, I am going to be able to look back at what I did when I was a teenager for yeah. the rest of my life. Right. When my parents, and not only you, yeah. And this, it's like an entire generation of people. And like, you see it now with like, there's a lot of people that my age are famous now and all this comes back to them. Oh yeah. And it scares the shit out of me man. <laughs> because I'm just like, I will say, yeah. so you're, you're not Z, right? Are you Z? I don't know how it works. Uh, Gen Z. Mil- no, I'm not. A no, you're not a millennial. My brother's a millennial, but Gen's, I think, I think Gen Z. I think, no, I'm X. I'm X. Then there was millennial. Then it's Z. Then it's Z. Yeah. So I think I'm Gen Z. Yeah. <clears throat> but the kids, like the the 18 year olds now, mm-hmm. I think they're starting to realize that um, what they're going to do is going to live forever. Yeah. And the reason that I know that is because there are certain speakers that go to colleges and people who disagree with them will go to yeah. argue with them and they're putting masks on. It's it's crazy. I I, I love yeah. watching those videos because like you you see like the change of that happening where I'm like you you can't stand up for what you're saying at all. No, it's and a actually for one it. time. Yeah, there was one it. video that I saw where the 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 presenter the mm. the speaker said you know can I see your face? Do you want to see your face? And then the kid he was yeah he had to yeah. have been eighteen nineteen. Yeah, he said no. He said no. I'm gonna cover my face because you know I'm you know concerned about future employment. Scary man, it is like, yeah. very, very that, scary. That I, you are a coward, you're a yeah. spineless prick. I if, if if you're gonna go there to say something, like at least back yourself up. Hey, with, like, you, I mean, person, be a man. You know? Yeah, just just be about it. You know, be about what your words are saying. And, exactly. And I think about that a lot too, because like I, you know, when I was a teenager, and prior to that is when the whole idea of having a Snapchat or Instagram or like social media in general became a thing. Yeah. So we were the first generation to learn how to use those things. And then yeah. it just like, now we like started to get the effects of it. Cause right. I see it affecting my friends, like with employment and stuff. It's like, Hey, oh, yeah. you know, like this, we, we found this and it's like, you can't explain that. Sorry. Like it's, it, it scares me a lot, man. Like it's right. Yeah. But you know, I, this, this is the, this is mm. the privilege that I have. Yeah. <laughs> All of the nonsense that I do. Yeah, yeah. No one will ever know. Exactly. <laughs> no yeah. one will ever know. One of the know. right generation there, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm 40. I'm 45. Yeah. <clears throat> so I sort of, I was able to, I'm able to get the benefit of all of this technology mm-hmm. without, you know, but then understanding the, the weight on how to use it. Yeah, it's 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 a responsibility for people, and that's where you see a lot of people get in trouble because they think they they're really like, oh, it's no big deal. It's just out there for people to see. Like, yeah, it's, it's one. Thing, I want you like, to try this one, but yeah, you still have stuff yeah, there. This. Okay, now I'm sort of pushing. <laughs> oh, you're good, man. Here, I'll hand this to you. So we haven't spoken about wine at all, but the this cloud lift is from our friend Tom. He he gets his grapes from western washington mm-hmm. but makes the wine in georgetown the wallow slope we yeah. uh we, we use wallow slope too as well yeah i really like tom's nice. um he's a master woodworker and actually the the word cloud lift is a type of uh furniture build it's like a furniture building accent mm-hmm. 
and then he's shown us like all of the examples of what cloud lift is. So like if you see anything that is straight and then it curves up right. and then it comes down like this, like a little arch, like that's called the cloud lift. Okay. Um, and I've had the pleasure of helping him clean his winemaking equipment. Have you done any of that stuff yet? I have that helped hands-on out. Production? I've, I've, I've helped out a couple of times with those things. It's, it's a lot of work. The production stuff of it, I have so much respect for that because like, our winemaker, Gilles, he is in the winery making wine 24-7 from the month of, like, October to the end of the year. Like, it's, yeah. it, the harvest is insane to me. I can never do that stuff. It's where, like, does it, where does it get made? Walla Walla. In Walla Walla. Walla. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All my has wine is made over there in Walla Walla, too, as well. And uh, they, they just have so much passion for it, too. Like, the way that he talks about it, it's like he's talking about his child. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, he talks about it like it's his own child. And it's right. it's 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 it's, it's, a, it's really admirable that way I see it. But So this is his Merlot. Mm-hmm. I drank all of the Malbec and I drank all of the Cab. Um, it's like a peppery. Oh, I like that. Like you're nice. a fan of pepper. I love it. This is this is good. I like I like this for a Merlot. This is nice. I like how it's like a lighter side, but it um, kind of hits you in the face with, with like the peppery and the earthy like taste of it. I like that a lot. It's is good. It? So he makes I don't know. He makes maybe uh, ten different varietals. Okay. They're all solid. Um, I will say that I I am the cliche wine drinker mm-hmm. where I did not drink my first glass of wine until I was dating Lori. Yep. When I was 24. Yep. <laughs> Before that, I was uh, I rum and coke were my friend. Yeah. I only drank rum and coke. I was gin and tonic guy myself. Yeah. That was too fancy. Yeah, really? <laughs> I didn't know what gin was. Yeah, I went to, uh, I went to bars. All I drank was rum and coke. I went to, I I had tequila at home. Mm. <clears throat> That's all I drank. Uh, never had wine ever ever. And then when I started dating Lori, and then I moved out here, she was she's always been into wine, mm-hmm. and she was into a lot of the whites. So she, you know, like, here's a Riesling. And I was like, oh, this is delicious. Yeah. It's like, it's so sweet. <laughs> you start, you, you always start with the white wines that are sweeter. And then like slowly you're like, I kind of like a little bit more. And then you kind of dip and into And then I went to the Gewurztraminer, yeah. which is a little bit drier, but yeah. still super sweet. And I drank Gewurztraminer <laughs> for a really long time. Yeah. It's like, that was my go-to. And then I think for a really long time now, I yeah. cannot drink any white at all. Me so you know the yeah. at Nine Hats when they do the events and they give you the the white first. Yep, that, yep, the white first. Yeah, I just pour it right into Lori's glass. <laughs> I don't drink it at all. I don't blame you, man. I you know I used to be the same way too. I started drinking wine when I was in college during COVID. And oh, see, that's another like that's like this whole that's like I was a bartender, right? And I was so it was during COVID. I started talking to my lady at the time. And well, not at the time. She's still my lady now. Um, we've been there for like three and a half years, but she was a wine major while we were at Central Washington University. Mm. And I had no idea about like the world of wine and whatnot. She's a and wine major. Wine major. She has so like a to make wine. wine. Uh, it's so it's world wine studies. So she knows about like the different regions in the world, like things like that. It's it's that I was her major there. But like what's her end goal? So right now she is a uh wine rep for Unique Wines, which is an Italian wine okay. distributor in Washington State. So um her end goal don't know yet. Like we're sommelier. Still, yeah, we're, we're still living life, you know. We're, we're not too worried about it. But um, during COVID, we were trapped inside. Well, like, we had started talking right before COVID started. 
And then when COVID started, I was like, you know, we might as well just hang out for three months straight until this is over. Oh, and so then, what are the, I've heard about these couples. The, we, we are a code couple hundred percent. That and is then funny. At, at, the end, at the end of COVID, we were like, we might as well just date. And they were like, all right. So we've been together for three and a half years now. Who Love. said that? Uh, Who uttered oh, that word? So, we might as well. <laughs> it was funny, though, because she had asked me the question, like, are we like, are we going to end up dating? And I was like, oh, I thought we already were. <laughs> right? That's literally what I said to her. That's why we've been together for three and a half years. I was like, oh, I kind of just assumed we already were because I've been sleeping at your house for three and a half months. I was like, there's, you know, there's. I mean. Yeah. And so during COVID, we bonded over Harry Potter and wine. And I learned all about wine. I taught her all about Harry Potter. We watched all the movies together and everything. And we just, that's how we fell in love. That's just how it went. And then ever since then, I've been so into wine. And then I was a bar manager prior to that. And then I had met our retail sales rep for Nine Hats of Wines at my oh, old job. Okay. And I got him really drunk at the bar. I was making a bunch of martinis and whatnot. They're having a blast. And then he was like, Man, like you're you're really good at this. I was like, Oh man, you know, I really appreciate it. It's like it's like one AM. And he's like, you know, we need a guy over at Nine Hats if if you want to be that person. And I was like, Oh, well, like, you know, I, I And when was this? This was two years ago when I just graduated college. Okay. At that point. And then with COVID and everything, I, I didn't know what I was going to do after college because I had lost like a, a, a lot of motivation for what I wanted to do. Yeah. Originally. And what was that? So I was a ballet studies, pre-med bio, actually. I was oh. pre-med bio. <laughs> the big biology guy when I was uh, in college. And um, and with COVID, you know, my graduation was a Zoom. It was on Zoom. And it was just one picture of my face that popped up. And I was like, all right. You, do you feel gypped? Yeah, hundred percent. I was at work. I was at work when I graduated high school, and then I was like, "Oh, cool." And they're like, "Hey, Jane, your food's up." I'm like, "All right, let me run it real quick." And then there's just that was it. That was literally it. And so I I had lost a lot of passion for learning at that point, and I was uh, really gifted with. But what? So you said so you lost a lot of passion for learning. Mm -hmm. Was it because of the distance and because of how they structured it around COVID? So I would say. Over at Central, I'd spent three years in like labs, hands on. But hold like, on, you graduated from Central? Yeah, Central. Yeah, Central. Did Lord, does Lori know that? No, she doesn't. Did she go there too? I think so. <laughs> Is it Ellensburg? Ellensburg, yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, she that's grad awesome, she really. graduated from, from yeah, Central. Yeah, I graduated there too myself. Yeah. Okay, okay. But okay. um, I had spent like three years hands on learning all about the natural world, doing all these amazing things, you know going field trips for like these crazy classes, all these things. And then when COVID happened, our teachers who were yeah, just a stopped. lot older, yeah. they were, you know, respect to them for trying their best. But I know, like they just, they had to do Zoom attitude. while I'm learning like organic chemistry over Zoom. It's yeah. not doable, man. No. It's not doable. And so my whole GPA dropped like an entire point at that point. I was like, I was like really, really good student. I was A plus and I dropped down like a 3.0 average. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to graduate and just figure something out and call it good. I got into bartending through my friend Chad, you know, and like he really helped me out with those things and I got really good at that. And then it turned into one day I just met Matt Wallen at our work and he offered me that job at Nine Hats and I got more into wine than I already was through Mackenzie, my girlfriend. Oh. So it just like it. So uh, here she is doing a whole degree for yeah. wine and but I just, you're actually <laughs> in the industry now. <laughs> Man, I I feel a lot of guilt for that to this day. That I would just it was kind of it was, I don't know if I was deserving of the position I'm in now, but I've I made the best of it, so I've done a good job with it. But it it, it was handed to me. I got very lucky. I will but say, as a biologist, like what did mm -hmm. you want to do? So I wanted to be a geneticist for families originally. So that like that was DNA like DNA studies. Yeah. So uh, karyotyping for 
pregnant women was the main thing I wanted to do. Okay. That was the huge thing I wanted to do there. Um, nursing was like a backup plan that I had, but after COVID, I just like my mind was everywhere, and I just didn't know what I wanted to end up doing. So hmm. like, I got I got this great opportunity to be here, and I absolutely love this job. So you know, I if I were braver, mm-hmm. and I will admit, and actually my friend Phil might well he'll find this interesting. Mm. Um, if I were braver, I want to do a series of shows that highlight people who were extremely negatively affected by not by the shutdowns Mm -hmm. that happened. Yeah. Because I think there's a whole, I mean, um, I'll, I was uber negatively affected Mm -hmm. by shutdowns because my, I'm trying to figure out how to say this in the in the in the most friendliest of ways. Oh, you're I mean, not even man. friendliest of ways, but uh, I'm one of those people who had to see their family members from outside. Right. That the, my family members were in the hospital, mm. and then I had to be outside because they wouldn't yeah. let us in. Yeah. Uh, I had to do it. I had to do it twice in one month. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. <clears throat> um, and there was no reason for it. Yeah zero reason for it and then i remember talking to you know so was my mom and my dad um separately Mm -hmm. but uh with my mom i remember talking to the doctor and then the i distinctively remember the look of pain on this doctor's face to just Mm -hmm. say i can't let you yep i can't let you go in there yeah man and then i said i will sign whatever you want yeah i'll take all the tests you want to do yeah and uh they felt so strongly about this that mm. a year after, you know, that part, that part ended, they sent me a letter and then they, you know, gave me a little update. They gave me a little, you know, like your mom was great. Were your parents sick at the time? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. They were on the, they were very ill. Right. And then when they got COVID, it just, mm. it was horrible. It's made it worse for them. Yeah. Same happened to grandparents too. They get, they, yeah. they caught COVID and just hit them like a train. Like, yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, not to make light of this, but this was the group of people that yeah, really got hit. Right. Which, which were my parents. But at the same time, you know, I, but you know, the, the, the shutdowns and the strict things mm-hmm. negatively affected me because now I have to live with the fact that they were both alone. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing for some yeah. people too, as well. Um, you know, now that's a tough part. And then, yeah. and that's just, and that's just, I mean, this is a big thing with like people like me and there's plenty. Mm. And I've heard rumors. I've heard rumors where uh, people who are on my boat want to file class action lawsuits against Illinois, against the state mm. for, for what they did. But meh, I mean, there's no, I feel like it doesn't a, matter. A lot of places with their hands were tied with what the regulations they just, Yeah, it were. wasn't them. I know I mean, for me, I experienced it firsthand because I was hospitalized on and off for about like a month and a half to two months during COVID. Oh, really? Because so I had appendicitis and it turned into like really bad sepsis. Oh, and it spread to like all my organs and stuff. So it How was. How long like, did you wait? 
was that? How long did you wait? <laughs> yeah, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm very prideful, so I hate the hospital, so I just won't go. I waited probably about like three or four weeks with appendicitis when I was working with like I, I could barely stand up straight, like pin pain, nauseous, you know. <laughs> I waited two weeks. Yeah, I, my, mine was about three and a half weeks, and we, I worked my old job at, at, throughout the holidays, and then one day I woke up and I was like. I woke up like three. That is insane. Yeah, we have now this to bond over. Exactly, man. I yeah. did the exact same just thing. Just too prideful. Just too prideful is what it is, honestly. But then again, I was like, I don't how many times did you say? How many times when you felt horrible mm-hmm. and there was probably people who loved you telling you you need to do this? How many times did you say, just give me a second? <laughs> I would be like green in the face. I just like, need to breathe. Yeah, I would be green in the face. I'm like at work, and then you know people come in and be like, hey man, are you good? Like you want to take a second? I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, man. I, I just. I should breathe for a second. I'm good. I should go outside. And then, you know, it was one morning I had woke up at like 3 a.m. I wake up my girlfriend up. I'm like, Kenzie. I'm like angry at this point when I wake up. I'm like, Kenzie, we're going to the hospital, but I'm driving. And she goes, what? I'm like, we're going right now to the hospital, and I'm going to be the one to drive. So I drive there, and I'm like, like eyes like rolling back, like not safe whatsoever. We get there to the hospital. It's over in Ellensburg. Horrible hospital in Ellensburg, by the way. KVH, don't ever go there. I go there. <laughs> I immediately get out of the car, and I vomit everywhere. Okay. And we go in, and I'm like, hey, something's wrong right now. I need to see something right now. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure thing. So- sounds good. So I go in. Doctor immediately is like, dude, you have, like, severe appendicitis. Like, it's, it's inflated. It's, like, four times the size. I'm oh, it didn't like, burst? It, no, it, I, I got so lucky, but it was inflated to a bigger point than they've ever seen in their life. Like, it was inflated. <clears throat> okay, then so- I got you beat. Okay, but, but it gets worse, though. I had... Like a random surgery with this doctor who looked like he didn't give a shit about me at this point, right? He, he gave me the surgery. I went to bed at about 8 p.m. when they put me to sleep for the surgery. I wake up at 9 p.m., right? Yeah. And they immediately say, all right, you're all good to go. I go, well, what do you mean? Like, there's no antibiotics or anything like that? Not at all. I'm like, no, 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 you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. But you had had surgery for this? Yes. Okay. Over the course of, like, maybe an hour, hour or two. Like, it was when I was asleep to when I was awake. It was, like, an hour, hour or two went by. So they immediately sent me home. This was, like. Or you need to fill this yeah, up. I got you. This is like really, really, like really deep in the COVID. And uh, so I'm like, okay. So me and my girlfriend both were like very skeptical. We're like, why would they send you home like that? This doesn't make any sense. So same day surgery. Yes. And outpatient I, surgery. Yeah. Okay. I, I go home immediately after the surgery. An hour after I get, I get, I wake up from the anesthesia. They sent me home. No antibiotics, nothing. Just raw dogged it. Went straight home. Three or four days went by, and I just get sicker and sicker and sicker. And my skin's changing color. Like I'm weak. I can't stand up. I'm nauseous. I can't eat anything. Can't drink water. And then I go back to the same hospital. I'm like, hey, you guys messed up. They're like, yeah. So, you know, it seems that like we like ruptured on accident in your surgery, and there's a lot of bile in like your your innards and whatnot. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, like this this is happening? Like, oh, so they nicked it when they went in there, and they left bile in there. Yes. So. This was the whole start of the whole journey with sepsis at this point where you're infected and it's in my bloodstream. All these things are happening. And I was in the hospital. This is peak COVID for like a week and a half at this point. And I was alone in the room for a week and a half. I know. Your girl couldn't even go in there. They didn't let me eat a single piece of food for a week and a half. It was just water and chewing on ice in an ivy, right? Well, you know what? To tell you the truth, you wouldn't have wanted to eat. Man, I literally, (laughs) I'm telling you, man, like hunger, hunger, I'm telling you, will change your mind about the entire world. Like there's nothing more, more. But you should have had an IV. Uh, I I had IV the entire time, yeah. I had IV the entire time nonstop. And then they they gave me a button that had an IV attached to it. It was for morphine. Dilaudid. Dilaudid. Okay. Morphine, I 
didn't like it all. Like I had like a weird like headache reaction to it, so yeah. I just didn't take it. I took the Delotted though. That I will tell you with the Delotted man, I I get why people live under bridges because that that stuff right there. Like I would tell you, like I would just click that button and just nod off at that point. Like it was it was it was it was great in that sense, but like the hunger part of it for that long, I just could not live with. Like I I was having hallucinations because the sepsis is spread in my brain too. Mm. So I had sepsis in my brain, sepsis in my lungs, everything. I'm sitting there like for, what? you know, there was no food whatsoever. It was the, the food part got me too. I was like, I need like one calorie. I need something. Like I was having all these crazy thoughts in my head. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I keep seeing my family. I would see one nurse like every three hours. Yeah. The one person I can talk to. Drove me absolutely insane. I can see how the isolation. Yeah. I can understand how the isolation would make that even yeah. worse. It literally like I, I can say now, like I was not the same person I was during that experience. Mm. And then after I got out of the hospital there, I went back home for Christmas in Seattle. And on Christmas Day, I just was standing there in my, in my kitchen with my parents. And I just fell around and passed out. And my mom's like, all right, we're going back to the hospital. I went up to the hospital in Berrien. They they immediately were like, yeah, so the doctors who did the surgery for you. So this is the third. third this is the third, ho- the yeah, third, hospital, third hospital experience. Yeah, it was up in Berrien. And the doctors there immediately were like, yeah, the doctors there didn't know what they were doing. Like, this is botched. This is horrible. Like, oh this is all goodness. these things. So and what did the second one do? The second one, so I had three drainage tubes attached to me to, to yeah. drain all the bile from my innards. And oh, wow. So, so it was, they did the slow thing yeah, for you. It was like bags full of just like green, brown bile. So where's your, where's your scar? So I have three scars that are right under my belly button my belly button itself uh was split open so there was there's a scar there too as well i have a chest tube from the last from at berian they give me a chest tube right up here so i have two here Hmm. and then i have a couple on on like my right side too as well from the drainage tubes but the whole experience though the worst part about it was the chest tube have you had a chest tube before no it is. It, it's quite the. It's a hardcore experience. Very metal, you know. So what they do is you 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 have to be awake for it when they do it, and the, the doctor makes a small incision right in between your ribs, and he sticks his pinky in 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 between your ribs there, and he fills on on top of your lung, and he slits your lung and he puts a tube inside of it. It's all while you're awake too. So I'm watching this happen to me, and uh, it drains all the liquid out of your lungs like that's pretty much what it does and well, it was yeah. the worst pain of experience my entire life well in that. the tv yeah. shows they just jam a pin in there oh no his, his finger was moving inside of my ribs and I, as i was watching so it felt it a was, bit gnarly yeah it was the worst experience i've ever had in my entire life but yeah survived that though but that yeah that was COVID for me <laughs> oh man that yeah, was COVID it actually for me. yeah uh, Mm, I was going to say uh, a couple times during your story, I was going to mm. say, I got you beat. I got you beat. But yeah. <laughs> I really don't think I got you beat because of the whole isolation thing. Yeah. that Because yeah. I can, w- during my experience, I was still able to have family mm-hmm. to come in. And, uh, but the, the short, the short story for mine was, and I remember it as if it were yesterday, it was mm. a Thursday at 1145 PM. Cause I was working second shift. <laughs> yeah. I felt like someone hit me in the stomach with the bat. Mm-hmm. It, the air just went completely out of me. I buckled down. And then I'm like, oh, what was that? But I blamed it on eating some whack salmon. That's what I slow about it too. Yeah. I blamed it on something. Yeah. I blamed it on something that I had eaten. And then I'm like, all right. And, you know, I got up. I shook it off. And I remember I felt okay mm-hmm. for the rest of the shift because I didn't get off until three in the morning, I believe. Yeah. And then... I felt progressively worse 
no appetite and then started throwing up. And then on the sixth day, sixth day, yeah, like, yeah, like the sixth day, I started throwing up. And then what I was throwing up was making my whole face numb. Yeah, the bile and stuff. Yeah, it reacts to you. And and then uh, my uh, ex-wife at the time, Mm. um, she kept on telling me, let's go to the doctor. And I kept on saying, no, I'm fine. Just give me a second. I just need to breathe. Yeah. And she called my mom. My mom came. This is in February in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So mega, mega snow. Yeah. My mom came, took one look at me and says, we're going to the doctor. So we went to the urgent care. Yeah. It wasn't even the hospital. It was just the clinic, the urgent care. Yeah. So I went to the urgent care. I, I must have not looked bad because they said, go sit down. They called me in a few minutes later. The doctor poked around on my belly, and then once he got to the right side, I yelped. Yeah. And then he still kept on poking around. And you know what he told me? Mm. He goes, you have an ulcer. (laughs) So he's like, you're fine. You just have an ulcer. He prescribed Prilosec. 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 OCT. Yeah. Prilosec. He prescribed that. He goes, here, take this. You know, it'll clear up. I'm like, all right. So, you know, that, that, that satisfied everyone. It satisfied my mom. It satisfied my, my ex-wife. Went back home, and I, I'm still going to work at this yeah. time. I'm still the machinist at this point. Yeah. So that was day six. Like two or three days later, I'm not eating at all. I'm still throwing up that stuff This makes that is making me th- um, face numb. Face yeah. numb. And then I just cannot get out of bed. Yeah. On like day nine. And then... <laughs> My wife again says, you need to go. My ex-wife, she's like, you need to go to the hospital again. And I'm like, I'm not going. I was like, take another pill. Like, took another pill. Like, this will, just give me a second. So then she did the same thing again. She called my mom. Mm. Then my mom came. They took me to the same urgent care. But this time, when they took one look at me. They just knew right away. Yeah. They said, you need to go to the hospital. Yeah. And luckily, the hospital was a few blocks away. Mm-hmm. It was really close. So they took me to the hospital, my poor parents. They took me to the hospital. Um, they took my temperature right away, mm-hmm. and it was off the charts. Yeah. So they they didn't even, I didn't check in. Like, they checked in for me within 10 minutes, I'm in an MRI machine. Yep. They're doing an MRI of my whole thing. And then 10 minutes after that, I'm in surgery. Yeah. <laughs> and then they told me that my appendix had burst. Oh, yours actually burst. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So my appendix had burst nine days prior. Oh, you just... <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you got me beat there in that sense because no. mine was a burst. Yeah, I was just working, dogging it out. Well, but my appendix geez. had been burst for nine days, and the the so basically what they did. I have a huge scar from just above my belly button. You have the zipper, the zipper scar, all the way down to yeah, my you have, you have pubic bone. I almost got, I almost <clears throat> got that, but yeah. then I had the chest tubes to, to fix that. So yeah, you well, worse. but this yeah. is what I'm saying. It's like yeah. for me. They he the doctor once so so they put me in surgery. I went in surgery. I was in the hospital for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they cut me wide open, and <clears throat> I've cried in my adult life mm-hmm. maybe mm, 
four times. Yeah. The first time was after my surgery, mm. I had to sneeze. <laughs> but they cut me open and they cut my diaphragm. Yeah. So I yeah, was completely yeah. cut open. And then they put uh, they uh, on my hospital bed, they mm-hmm. put a little brace where they told me if you need to move, you need to not use your core. Yeah, you need to pull yourself. Need to off use yourself. your yeah. arms. Yeah, but tell me that too. And yeah. then I remember, I remember something had happened, and I just needed to sneeze. And I'm like, I need to sneeze. And it's like, don't sneeze, like don't. And then, then I sneezed, and then the pain that I felt, I cried. You can't. It, yeah, you can't explain what the pain is. It right? hurts it's, so it's bad. The worst thing ever. It hurts so bad. For me, when I was there. After I got my chest tube and I was bawling my ass up the whole time. I was like, big him. I was like, stop, stop. He's like, no, no, you're fine. And they just kept giving me more and more. And then the one moment I can remember the worst experience of that entire thing was when after I got the chest tube and we went back to the room, a guy comes in. He's like, hey, we got to do x-rays now. And I go, okay, that's fine. But I can't get up. I was like, I, I can't, I can't lean up. I can't use my core. And he's like, no, we're going to have to, so we're going to figure it out. Oh my goodness. And he's all, he's all that happy. Is, so he's is happy. this this whack hospital that you said? This was the one in Berrien. So they knew what they were doing. Oh. This was, this was in Ellensburg and they knew what they were doing here in Berrien. But this guy's like, Hey man, like, I'm sorry to tell you this, but we, but we got to do x-rays right now. And that, I go, I go, Hey, listen, I'm like begging with him, pleading with him. I'm like, I can't get up. I can't use my core. I have to lay here. And he goes, all right. Grabs my shoulder, goes, we're gonna do this together. Pulls me up, and I screamed like like a baby, man. Like I, like I bawled my eyes out. Like it was the worst pain I've ever experienced. I would never wish it on my worst but enemy. They can it was, do, yeah. It was awful, like awful, awful experience. Wouldn't wish it on anybody, but it was the worst pain I've ever felt. Was that moment? Was when he grabbed me and lifted me up for the x-ray oh my goodness but what do they want to do an x-ray for oh because because of your lungs they had to do it uh after every surgery i got was an x-ray to make sure like nothing was messed up yeah but it's this protocol but it was yeah that was so um i didn't like morphine either because it made me hallucinate yeah it, it, it made my head hurt like so bad it made the room just like dim you know, I would like be laying there, like the morphine would make it so dim yeah. and so like dull. Like it was kind of hallucination in the sense that like the lights would turn down. Yeah. You know? But I don't get how people get addicted like to morphine and stuff. It was a lot of that got me. The lot of it got me because a part I... that also lasted after the hospital was like a week after when I ran out of the pills. I was like, okay, yeah, like no big deal. Like it's all over now. And then I got sick. I got like dope sick from it, and I'm like. No, I'm like, they, I'm like, they took me off of morphine mm-hmm. really quickly. So in my normal life, I don't swear. Mm. Uh, I don't, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm vulgar in other ways, Yeah, but I don't swear. Mm. Um, and <clears throat> when I was on morph- morphine, <laughs> I cussed out Turned nurses. A sailor, huh? <laughs> and then my family at the time said, you know, he doesn't yeah. normally talk like that. Like yeah. that's, that's, that's not him. So then I started, I hallucinated two interactions where I thought my mom was there Mm -hmm. and then I thought the nurse was there and then I'm just talking. And then this is all, you know, secondhand that they're telling me that what I did. And then they finally figured out that, you know, morphine wasn't kind. Not for you. Yeah. So they switched it. But after surgery, I was completely out of it for about three or four days. Mm -hmm. I just totally lost time. Yeah. And then I came to, and then that's when the sneezing happened where I couldn't move. Um, And uh, after everything, the doctor said that 
everything inside of me was infected and swollen. So they literally had to Jeez. cut me completely open yeah. and then take everything out and then clean me out. Yep, that's that's why you get the zipper scar on you. Yeah, yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, he's like, we cleaned, we we took. So like that, I mean, that's a cool horror movie. It's like I'm envisioning them like literally scrubbing your scrubbing your organs. Oh, yeah, up. yeah. It's <laughs> like they've got their intestines. They've got my intestines yeah. in their hands, and like it that's was literally like what they kidney. do too. They take everything they out and they put it on the table next to you, and yeah. then they literally like like scrub inside of you. Like yeah, it's 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 crazy <clears throat> thing about, and that's yeah. one thing like I really wanted to avoid. Which is why I was there for so long. So all the tubes and the chest tubes dreaming yeah. out. Because I just said I, I just don't want to. No, scar. I'm lying. Yeah. I did have a tube. You did. I have a tube on my left side, but not in my lung, mm. just in my belly. Yeah, yeah. That's just for normal drainage. Yep. And I remember yeah. them taking that out. And then, did you have a catheter? I I did it. I so the one thing I refused to when I was the entire time there is I I don't want anybody else wiping my ass. I don't I, I don't want anybody to like. I, I was so against that. That I was in the most pain, screaming and crying while I was going to take a shit. People like, pay I, I for this, you realize, dude. I I <laughs> there's refuse. Bi- there's billionaires. <laughs> there's a billionaire out there somewhere that is paying some chick in Uptown New York, Man. ten grand to wipe his butt. My pride only goes so you far. You could have gotten there for free. The one that gets told him when I got there, I was like, hey, no one's wiping my ass for me. I don't care how out of it I am. Yeah, like I'm gonna get up and go to the bathroom. I was like, I will scream, I'll cry my way to the bathroom, but no one else is doing it for me. And I kept my word the whole time I did it, and it was the worst pain ever by far. Mm. I was eating food, so that made it a little bit easier. But like I, every time I did it, I was like, "All right, this mm. is happening." I had a catheter. Really? Ugh. I How'd did. that feel? You know, I well, I didn't feel it going in, yeah. but I felt it coming out. And then Ooh. it's so funny. Like the nurse, we had been joking a little bit, and the nurse says, "Okay," because when it was time for me to yeah to get this catheter out, I remember the nurse saying, "All right, I'm gonna count to three. Are you ready?" I'm like, "Okay." I'm ready. And then she's like, one, two. Oh my God. And then yanked that sucker right out. Uh, I, yeah, I, I said no to all of that. I just said, you know eh, what? Like, it hurt for uh, 2.2 seconds. And, and then it was, then it was fine. Pride wise, I, I, I just said no when I got in there. I'm like, hey guys, I was like, I appreciate all you're doing, but uh, neither of those things are going to be happening to myself. Like, that's, that's just the way it's going to be. You know what? I think that is super awesome that we were able to <laughs> bond over that. Bond itself, over yeah. a stupid <laughs> appendix. It is, um, yeah, the worst organ in the world is that one. Yeah. So, and then I know that you have a you have an out here quickly, mm. but uh, I want to, what, what brought us together for this. For the show, soft and quiet, right? I want you to hear. So i I sent a video review to my buddy Mm -hmm. after I saw this movie, and here I'm looking for it right now. Mm. I want you to hear my initial reaction of this soft and quiet movie. So ready for this. Holy cow, I don't know what this one is. Okay, hold on, let's see. Okay, I am absolutely... Okay, this is it. All right, I'm ready. All right, are you ready? Ready. So this is... After this movie was over, mm-hmm. I sent this video to my buddy. Is So this is my initial initial reaction. Okay, I am absolutely... Can you hear that? Mm-hmm. I am 100% positive that... Wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I am 
absolutely infuriated. I am 100% positive that all of your scripts are better than this absolute trash of a movie that I just saw. <laughs> there was nothing redeeming about it. The writing was atrocious. The acting was abysmal. The story was <sighs> sickening. Although the cinematography was all right, but it didn't make any sense because at some times you thought it was just a regular movie, but at other times you thought that it was a POV movie, so they'd switch between back and forth, which sort of confused me. The sound was whack. I am so angry. We need... Like, this is an indication that you are... You... You've got something. We just need to uh, grab it and then do something with it. <laughs> See, we're in a fan is what I'm getting from this. <laughs> I will show you the graphic that I made. I, you know what? I'm going to show you the first graphic that okay. I made. Okay. W what do you like about it? This is the first graphic that I made. Wow. One. Okay. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> All right, that's how you feel. Respectable. And then I had to edit it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm not But I haven't posted this yet. All right, fair enough. Fair I enough. have not posted this yet. Well, what do you like about it? Like, Nothing. Like what? Like what really like rubs you wrong? Like starting off. <laughs> it was. You know, and I've had I've I've, I've had conversations about this mm -hmm. movie, and actually, you're so, good. You're good. You're, are you sure? Yeah, I'm are positive. Sure? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm intrigued now, so I'm gonna stay yeah. late. You're good. <laughs> I told my buddy, it's like I'm gonna have Jaden on. I'm gonna talk about this movie, and he's like, Are you gonna? Is he gonna like you after this? Of course. I <laughs> and it's like I think so because we're just talking it's about art, a movie. Man. It's art. It's man. like he didn't make this. Everybody, movie. Yeah. It's like, this is movie. this isn't his. <laughs> like it should be fine. No, I thought that the. I had. I had prejudices mm -hmm. as I'm watching it. Yeah. I had prejudices about the writing. And then once it was over and then I realized who wrote it, they were completely true. Mm -hmm. And the first one was the writer chose to make super strong statements about the easiest targets. Okay. Targets that she knew that would not really make any sort of... Mm -hmm headline would not really do anything to retaliate or to protest. Yeah. And then having said that, if you think back a little bit, Netflix for a second had a show, a Brazilian show about okay. how Jesus was gay. Really? Do you remember this? No, I <laughs> no idea was, about that. It was only on for you. They, they, they put it on there. It was I'm a Brazilian sure filmmaker they got from that. Yeah. Yeah. They took it off right away. Yeah. Okay. So that's a hard target. Yeah. Uh, they also had this other show about dating naked people that they also got dinged for. I think with. I remember. I do remember that one. What was it called? Do you remember what it's called? Oh, I don't remember what it was called. I remember called. watching that though. It was and like I, my buddy was telling me about it. It's like, yeah. oh, it's on Netflix. They got dinged on it. Yeah. They let it go. Everyone who is attacked in this movie is in no danger of Netflix mm -hmm. saying, we're not going to show this anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
and that is those are soft targets. Okay. That is the easiest thing for this writer to have to have done. Mm-hmm. But I had issues early on, and then I, I was I was talking to my buddy. So the first scene, yes, it's outside the school, mm-hmm. right? So it's a long shot. Yeah, and it starts like slowly going in to her slowly. talking to the kid. Yeah, <laughs> but what really? <laughs> my poor wife. Yeah. I kept on pausing it. Yeah. I kept on pausing it every time something happened that annoyed me. <laughs> I do the same thing. I and do the same thing. Three min two minutes in, I'm pausing it and then telling her, well, anyway. So it's st- the 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 very first shot is outside the school, but parallel to the school. Mm-hmm. So you see a kid coming out, and then you you see a kid coming out and then you see the cleaning lady come and then you see the main actress the walk teacher, towards, the yeah. walk towards it. But first of all, it's outside mm-hmm. The you see bushes and there's trees and yeah. they're moving. Yeah. You don't hear any of that. It's lower budget too. I just want to say that. Well, it, it's, no, it's, this it's, is, this isn't about budget. Yeah. This okay. Is, <laughs> this is about, okay. Okay. I mean, getting yeah. sound effects of yeah. bushes, rustling and trees swaying and wind is free you don't hear any of that but you hear her footsteps yeah and you hear the kids footsteps that are about 50 feet away and you hear his (laughs) book pack you know you hear him shuffling yeah and then when you hear them talk it is is it is as if they are right in front of the camera even Mm. though it's a semi long shot that bugged me. Right. That, that didn't make any, that was discombobulated. Rough to starts. Me. Okay. Gotcha. It's like there needed to have been some sound effects of the wind. They, their dialogue should not have been up front. Just the entire th- big start of it was the dialogue. That's what it, you like. it just, it just okay. threw me off yep. right away. <clears throat> so that's like for starters. Yeah. <laughs> And then I didn't like that main girl from the beginning. I thought yeah, that she was she she <clears throat> sucked. Like in my opinion, she was. I didn't like the actor. Like like she's probably the worst yeah. actor in the whole the whole like, movie. Yeah. That worst actor was her. I the, the thought the, the reason why I ended up liking the movie so much was because at the end I was rooting for her and I was like, yeah. like that that's that's the part that got me the most. But all right, we'll get so that was that yeah, was over. Yeah. And then then I thought, why is she walking? It's like like. It didn't make sense that she was walking to wherever she was going Everything from was wherever she together. was. It was close together. together. Yeah. I mean, but I get it. They want to do this whole one yeah. take thing. So I was like, okay, fine. <clears throat> and then when when she put that Nazi pie on there, I I if I hadn't committed more <laughs> than six like minutes to like it. No, I did not like it. I did not like it at all. And then what, what was the written on the whiteboard? Like the so it was the 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 daughters of the Aryans yeah, yeah. or, was, or something. The daughters of the Aryan race, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I I like the pie scene honestly because the reason why is because when I read the description when we were like just like watching what like what movie to watch, we saw the description. The description doesn't say anything about the movie. What it's about. You didn't know what I the movie to, was about until that pie came out. I need to read that description again because there's the, nothing about the movie at all when you read it. Yeah. Uh, the reason that I, okay, so the reason that I'm uh, slightly questioning it is that mm. the people who I shared my reviews with, they said I read the review and it sounds horrible. Mm. Okay. 
So, but I didn't read the description. Uh, like I, I saw this movie completely yeah. 100% on Jaden. Yeah, just say he was good. <laughs> well, no, well, no, you didn't say it was good. Yeah, you didn't never said it was good. You just said you need to watch it. Yeah, which I took as okay. I mean, it makes you think. And then this is where the whole art conversation yeah. Yeah. comes in, right? It's like he might have told me this because it is atrocious. Mm-hmm. Did he say this because he thought it was good? And it's yeah. like I need to know why. So that this is you know I. I enjoy movies like that where it's like, you know, it's, it's up for interpretation, but at the same point, it's, I don't know if I said it before, but like I compare it to like a Jordan Peele film where like you walk into it with one thought in your head and it's completely like just whole left field, the entire thing. Yeah. When I started watching the movie, I was like, what the hell is this about? Like, I have no idea. And the pie scene, like, which is why I like the pie scene. Cause then I started to understand like, oh, I'm like, this, this is crazy. But then the concept of the movie that I liked more than the movie itself was that like, these are our neighbors. Like this is this well, but, is. But hold on, I'll pause you there for a second. Mm. When she put the pie down, yeah, someone objected. Yeah, and yeah, and then she said, "Oh, why does everyone have to be so offended nowadays?" Mm-hmm. That just didn't make any sense. So the thing about this though is like in today's society, when people who are just like nonchalantly racist, they don't think anything's wrong with it. When you put a Nazi sign in front of them, they're gonna be like, "Oh no, like that—that's that, wrong because that's what you're taught, though." But, okay, right? she fine. was the only one who was about it, though. Well, those, no, those, those, the- hold on. Yeah, that would be true uh-huh. if uh, I'm trying to remember what was written on the whiteboard because yeah, I can't that, no that. one wrote on that whiteboard between yeah. that scene between the beginning. Mm. No one uh, wrote on the whiteboard between that's the beginning of the scene and then when the pie went down. Yeah. So that was already up there. So there was already something written on the whiteboard yeah. that said what what was the it daughters like daughters of the aryans or da- something. i think it yeah. was the daughters of the aryans yeah so if you're one of six women who mm-hmm. come into a small chapel uh, uh you know it's a church yeah. right and you're going on the second floor of the small church mm. and there's a whiteboard and it says daughters of the aryans do you really think that someone's going to object if someone puts a pie down that has a nazi that's the thing man i don't, I don't think racists are that smart <laughs> you know <laughs> like, oh. i don't think racist folks are that smart and like that's the whole thing like in the movie you also realize too the only two people who object to anything are the two men in the movie right. one one was the pastor who immediately but, he goes he goes hey like this isn't this is a little bit too much i didn't know this was happening here and then two was her husband who was like when it got to that point he was like hey i'm out and he leaves Right. And I have thoughts mm. about that, too. Yeah. I also think that those are the two weakest characters. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But it's I mean, yeah. I'm trying hard not to make mm. this a female male thing, I, but I, I it understand. is so obvious that this is a female written script. Hundred percent. That's that was, my, that was my thought, too. Honestly, when I when I watched it, too, I was like, you know, like these women are the only ones that are intrigued by this. But like the men in the movie were the only smart ones, if you think about it. And then, like, I wouldn't even say they're they're just weak. They, but they both saw the situation that was happening and immediately pulled themselves from it. They were like, you know, I, I don't not I don't, the not the husband, not the second guy, but the, but the first guy though. Like immediately when he goes, he goes, hey, you know, I and think we, we stop never this. saw him again. Yeah, because he, he he knew right away not to do it. And then right. the second guy, the husband, I can't remember. He was he left after the part where they started hurting the first girl, right? Is it that just, what it was? <clears throat> <laughs> Speak your mind, man. Speak your mind. No, I just, uh, I, I, I think that the writer chose. I think I believe 
if I were to interview that writer, I would say, what type of statement do you feel you made? Mm. And then she would probably say, oh, you know, racism and yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And I would say, okay. And then I said, but you do realize that if you, if you look at, if you look at what exactly is happening, mm -hmm. what you wrote is not what is happening. Yeah. <laughs> I see that. Okay. It is not what is happening. And then I'm even going to, I'll even say currently, and I don't know when this was written. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could have been it's like 2016. I think it's uh, 2016, 2017 was when it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So it's like 2016. Everyone's focused on Trump. Yeah. Everyone's focused on what he yeah. is saying. Um, but I mean, even then, even 2016, there's tons of Asian. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Asians have had it pretty bad for yeah. a few years now. Mm -hmm. uh, Jewish people have also had it pretty bad for a while now. Mm -hmm. It's like there's all these other groups. It's like you are choosing. Yeah. It's like if you, re if you really felt like you needed to make a statement, then you couldn't have chosen the most cliche, obvious. So in the scene where they were talking in the beginning, like the first like group talk, you don't, you don't like they were addressing like a lot of like, you know, the blacks and like they these, didn't. But I, I, I thought like, no, I, I thought they were addressing like their own problems and like their, their lives. What was going they, on? They, they maybe said blacks. They said mm. brown. Yeah. And then they said Colombian. They didn't. I don't. And then because I remember turning to Lori and say, this is like the cheapest thing really? ever. OK, because she didn't actually use slang she, until yeah. like a couple scenes later. Yeah. I mean, one of the characters did say full R yeah. on the N word. Yeah. But and then not to diminish the word. Yeah. And the impact that the writer thought that it made. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of it was kind of like the a passing because she was saying it and then she yeah. turned. So in that sense though, like the women in this movie, they all like were established women in their community in the sense. Cause yeah. like, you know, they, they were educated women. Well, I mean, most of them were besides like the one that was like, like extra that or whatnot. But like they were all established women who were like trying to be like really professional. Proper. proper. Yeah. And which is like, I feel like that also is why they weren't like as aggressive as, you know, you would assume them to be in that sense is, yeah. which is why they were having this meeting in the first place in secret, you know? Yeah. But that's just the way that I saw it. But yeah. and so, I mean, fair enough. Yeah. I, I understand that. <clears throat> the only the, then the next biggest problem is, is that that is just not how women behave <laughs> that one, after yeah. the fact. Yeah. We, so um, women. <clears throat> when they lash out. Mm they lash out in character destruction and innuendo, mm -hmm. which we all know that. I see that, yeah. Right. When when men get attacked, we want to hit something. Yeah. We want to attack something. Yes. Yeah. Right. So that's why action is action. That mm -hmm. is why there's fight scenes. Yeah. <clears throat> so I really have a hard I really have a hard time in seeing things. Mm -hmm. When they portray people doing things that that is just not, not how, how they is. behave. I see that. It is like these five women, even mm -hmm. if it were mom mentality, they wouldn't. It's just so far mm -hmm. beyond 
like I have a hard, I have an easier time believing that Thanos is going to snap his fingers <laughs> yeah. to destroy half of yeah. the universe than I am to believe that these five women who are baking cakes yeah. and cupcakes and then in secret, doing right? This Nazi little Nazi club, yeah. In secret, yeah. doing this little racist group, yeah, to then think that they are going to start an altercation in a grocery store uh-huh. and then bring in one of their husbands mm. and this schmuck of a man isn't going to tell them to all just settle down and go home. But that, is, that going, is true. That is true. And then yeah. to follow them up and then to invade this woman's house. So I think, so I, th- I think like on that point there, like, so another aspect of the movie was like their ego of all these women who just met each other. Right. They all just met each other and they all wanted to be like the, the big dog. Right. And the main girl who had the whole meeting set up, her brother was a rapist of one of the girls outside. That, that, I don't know if you call well, that allegedly. Too. Yeah. yeah, that was allegedly the whole thing, right? Yeah. And so, and then, but sorry to interrupt, no, but I also have a problem with the brown, yeah, women who were in the grocery store. Yeah, that just would not have happened. Not what? Yeah, that that scene I will give you that that just wouldn't have happened that way. It's like I'm gonna yeah. pay you three hundred bucks for this yeah. bottle of. Cheapo Chardonnay. And then she was okay with it. And then yeah. she's like, okay. Which, Anybody who's an adult would just say no and walk out. And the right, like, they would just immediately I get just it, walk though. out. Yeah. I mean, that was the, the, the reason that they did that was because then they needed to have yeah. a segue to say, oh, you have cash. Yeah. So that means that you're XYZ. Mm-hmm. It, it, I thought, I, I thought though that like the reason why the movie escalated so much to what it was was because they all wanted to impress each other. It's like, all these women who didn't know so each other peer pressure. wanted to impress each other in that sense, which yeah. is why they're all acting like way out of turn in the entire movie. Cause you watch it happen. Like right when that scene happens, when they go to the store, there's the one woman who's a mom who has to leave. She goes, Oh my kids, you know, I have to go. She's like, okay, yeah, I have to go. And the rest of them like slowly start to get like more and more like what they think. And they try to like one up each other the whole time. Yeah. The whole movie was just them one upping each other. If you think about it. And like that, that's like why it's a part of reason why it escalated but didn't so they, hard. Didn't they try to revive this woman with yeah. the EpiPen? Because they realized how like what but was going actually. The going EpiPen on. was right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, they did. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. That is what. That is what turned there, yeah. my. That is what Lori. <laughs> like Lori does not share my thoughts on yeah. almost anything. Mm. We're too. We have. We view things very, very differently. Yeah. Well, it should be. Yeah. <clears throat> But when they needed to give that woman that that yeah that woman mm. the epipen, and then she's like the epipen is right there, it is right there, and then they're not doing it. My that's thought when too they lost was her. a big plot hole. The main character was a teacher, and she didn't think about it right away. I'm like, you're a teacher, you're trained mm. to do that in your job. Yeah. You should have been immediately like, hey, she's reacting to peanuts that were forcing out her throat. Let's give her the epipen. Yeah, and that never happened. There, there, there's quite a bit of plot holes. I all in all, and then the other thing, yeah, the other yeah. thing that I didn't like. Is that there is no way that these two women who were in this house, these two Latin women, there is no way that they would have had a, that that would have been there with no Latin men. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, they, they, that re, in reality, that's not the way the world works at all. That, that would not have happened in the first. Who place. would have had guns? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a United States you, of America that would not. You have could happened. even yeah. say that they would have been gangbangers. Yeah. <laughs> Because these were two good-looking women. Yeah. They were they were good-looking women. They're going to be protected. Yeah. They would not, like, that just, 
that's what bugs me but mm-hmm. you know what i i understand what I, I mean i know why the writer did it that way and i know why they did it mm-hmm. because it's just easy yeah and it's gonna get people like us talking about it. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're doing what they want. What does they want us to it do? Is, yeah. I mean, which yeah. is the definitely you know, which is what art should be. Yeah, it's like you need to love it. It or should hate be a dialogue it. to it. It's like I'm know? okay if you hate it. So if I were yeah. to tweet this and say mm-hmm. this is the worst movie ever, yeah, they would still like it because then it would get people curious and so they're trying to watch it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. If you so, say it's bad, so fine. Yeah. I, I completely get it. <laughs> Um, I'm glad you watched it though. I did watch it and (laughs) I considered a couple times to bail, but I'm like you where I don't like to bail. Yeah, I I have to watch it all the way through and through. If I hate it, I hate it. I'll be able to talk about it afterwards, like we are now. But it's just like it's one of those things where it's just yeah, I just I just really, 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 really strongly, passionately believe that this was the laziest writing and the laziest filmmaking about this subject. Mm. Because I mean Think about other writers and directors who do similar topics. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Spike Lee. Yeah, love Spike Lee. Love Spike Lee. I mean, uh, I've been getting tons of uh, clips about do the right thing. It's you like, watch, they watch his newest one. Um, the, uh, Chirac. Uh, no, no uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. No, I haven't seen that no, one yet. No, that one is with uh, the Lucas Brothers did that one. Jews and the Black Messiah. True story, 100% bio, biopic. Watch that one. Okay. It will change your whole opinion on, like, the United States government whatsoever. But, like, it's all... You have to remember while you watch the movie, all of that is true start to finish. Okay. And when I watched the movie the first time, I cried. Like, I literally was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is this is real. That, that, mm-hmm. That's one of his ones that, like... He was influenced that movie himself, but it was amazing. Love that one. It would be interesting. Yeah. Like for you and I to have a different mm. conversation about, because you're just a recent college grad. Mm. I have very strong opinions about college nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> As do I, after COVID especially. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I look. I mean, I. It took me six years to yeah. get my undergrad. Okay. Uh, but I went to I went to a different. I went to an all online school. Mm. Um, the little feedback was that me or you i don't think anyone can hear it no worries oh interesting oh there we go there we go all clear now all right um yeah that's like another conversation because my last year my last four finals Mm. i did in hotel rooms yeah in brazil in Mexico and in Miami, I think, because I was doing all online. Yeah, yeah. But this was like a super long time ago. And I was yeah. traveling a ton for work. And uh like that's those were super, super fun times. But it would be interesting to talk about Oh man. We have when did you graduate from college? Twenty twenty one. Let's see. Three years ago. Twenty twenty one either twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two. I no. Twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. I can't remember because it was an online graduation, so I don't have anything to prove. Like, see, I didn't even. I didn't I, even I think. I think it's twenty one. Yeah, because I graduated high school in twenty seventeen. So then I graduated college when I was twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. Graduated twenty one. Okay, that'll be an interesting. I wonder yeah. if there's any of those. Because like, well, I graduated high school in ninety six, mm-hmm. and then I got my, I got my degree. It. Yeah, I don't remember, but it was mostly it was mostly online. 
yeah. um, DeVry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, DeVry University. Yeah. I've heard about it, yeah. of course. <laughs> so it's like my first computer, the my very first laptop. That would be I, so hard back then to do online school with one of those. Yeah. Well, so my very, very first laptop. Mm-hmm. So my my wife's dad yeah. was, he he was an electrical engineer and he used laptops and he gave me his old laptop, yeah. which was a gateway. Do you remember gateway? You don't even know what gateway is. No idea. No. So gateway was one of these first, you call them up, tell them what you want, and then they send them to you. Mm-hmm. The boxes for gateways look like cows. I do know what that is actually. Yes. I do know what that is. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. he gave me his laptop. Didn't have Wi-Fi. So I had to buy a Wi-Fi card because mm-hmm. it had a, a slot in there for yep. Wi-Fi. Yep, you had to pay for it. Yep. It was like this thick. It was a 13 inch like this mm-hmm. weight, six pounds. And I used that <laughs> laptop for probably four years. Yeah. I used it for a really long time before I had my own proper laptop. And tech, yeah. And the tech back then was like advancing quick, wasn't it? Yeah. It was going quick. So it was, yeah. you're always either behind or like just right, right up to it. So luckily I've always been comfortable with it yeah. because I built my first computer. Oh, really? When okay. I was, so I built that guy. Yeah. That's awesome. My okay. computer over here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I built my first computer 24 years ago. Mm. So I built, I've always been comfortable. Like if you put all of the components to a computer on the table, I can put it together. Yeah. That's awesome. I, that's one thing work. I always wanted to learn how to do too. Oh yeah. It's fun. I, I game a pretty good amount and I've always wanted to build it like my own PC, but like Ooh. eventually I'll get into that. But I can help. Yeah. Please Leo, please do. I'm yeah. uh, I'm, I'm not a mega tech your ways. Yeah. But I know what good processors, mm. good video cards, good motherboards are yeah. like good you know uh, i always yeah um I've, yeah, I've always been good with that so yeah it's like that's what i was using for a super long time <laughs> all right so we've spoken plenty <laughs> i loved it man i loved think it. that i have really good clips i loved it man. um i yeah uh, unfortunately i hated your movie <laughs> you're good man no worries I, I i got plenty more to stress to you too but you know what it's okay it's okay yeah. um i would it is uh, art you know, what i would like to say to you is does your does your what's your girlfriend's name? Mackenzie. Funny knows it's my last name. Yes, everyone everyone thinks it's the first time they hear it. Her first name is Mackenzie. My last name is Mackenzie. She means Mackenzie. Mackenzie. Yep. <laughs> the gears turn to everyone's head when I tell them that. They're like, "Wait a second, you're." Li-. I'm like, "Yeah, I, I know Mackenzie squared." That'd be kind of cool though. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's gonna be great. It's like that one guy who uh, sings that song of Phillips Phillips. You ever heard of him before? The famous singer songwriter Phillips Phillips. No, it's his legal name is Phillips Phillips. Okay, it's gonna be the same thing as her, Mackenzie McKenzie. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. It took you that long to get it, huh? I've said, I've said it a couple of times during the pod, but <laughs> I mean, um, I had a I I had a, another young kid. Mm-hmm. He was twenty four. He's twenty four too. His name yeah. was Elijah Nichols. Yeah. Um, I had him on a few shows ago, and he's a designer. And he designs clothes for people who like EDM. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like like like, like ravers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not an EDM. Are you a fan of EDM at all? No. No, really. Not at all. Man, we could probably talk about music for like another hour. Well, you well, you're we, gonna be disappointed with I, my music. I am selection. a music like fanatic, but we'll have another pod sometime for sure, and I'll talk to you about all the music. You know what? I'm gonna know. disappoint you. <laughs> I'm gonna disappoint you from the get go. Okay. I do not like rap. Really? Really? Not at all? I like 
Tupac, okay. Okay. But you don't like rap like whatsoever, like just not, not really. a fan of it. Like even like the slower boom pap, like poetic side of it at all, or like just like no, really. I like the Beastie Boys. Have you ever watched the NPR Tiny Desk before? No. Okay, so before you say you don't like rap, I want you to listen to uh, Action Bronson. His I NPR. don't like Action Bronson. You don't like Action Bronson at all. All right, never mind. You got me then. You got me. No, I don't like it. Then. I really don't. Um, I like Tupac. I like early Eminem. Yeah. I like um, the Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. I like KRS One. Yeah, KRS One's good. I like Nas. Yeah. And then that's about it. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I like yeah. anyone for the last. I'll, I'll suggest something, man. Like there's music is spectrum, man. There's there's a lot. That I I know if you like those guys and they're like like stuff like that, there is stuff today that you would like. It is hard to find nowadays, but you would like it for sure. Mm. Yeah, I mean, but just give it a try. You know, it, it, it's art. Nas worthy. You, know? you watch the movie. You, you you listen to music too. Have you, you know? listened to Nas? <laughs> of course I have. Yeah, yes. Have 100%. you listened to Wu Tang? Ma- yes, Wu Tang is what I grew up on. Hundred percent. My dad was like like diehard fan of Wu Tang like his entire childhood in that sense. But like I I like word for word can rap the majority of Wu Tang songs right now for you. I like like, I, I'm, I'm telling you that much. Yeah, I love Wu Tang to death. For sure. This is what I'm saying. Like I'm an old man. Like all of my <laughs> all of my records. Um, there, I'm super into uh, n- not hip hop. I love rock. I, I I love indie music too as well. Like like uh, probably indie rock is my like easy my number two for music for sure. Mm. I listen to that like very very frequently too as well. But like EDM and rap are like my two top favorites. I'd say. Yeah, EDM puts me to sleep. The Do you same, listen to the right I, stuff though. I put it. Yeah. I put EDM in the same category as house music or techno. So with EDM, there's like a thousand different genres in EDM. Yeah, in I there, know. Right? Yeah. And and like house and techno are with those too. Put yeah. me right to sleep. <laughs> We'd have another pod for music for sure. Yeah, 100%. there. So yeah. yeah, it's like you know, growing up in Chicago, there's yeah. tons of DJs. And that's where house music started with Chicago. House yeah, music it's like there. DJ. The, the, yeah. oh, there's so many. You were this, alive for the start of house music, though. Like you were alive for the start of house I was. music in Chicago. It's yeah. like the we down for the percolator. Yeah, exactly. We're down yeah. for the percolator, <laughs> and it's like yeah. let's set this roof on fire. Yeah, yeah. the roof is all fire. Watch this <laughs> mother effer. Like yeah, I listened to all that stuff yeah. when I was a kid. You were started that, yeah, um, man. But. Oh, I do. Okay, we'll do this and yeah. then we'll go. I <laughs> got you. Um, so when I was a youngin, mm. we used to listen to music called freestyle. Yeah, it's like okay, like freestyle rap or like what? No, it was. Uh, let's see. Was it this one? Yeah, this one's good enough. No, they were. It it was kind of like I would kind of say like this is like the Latin R and B. Okay. But it's like stuff like this. Yeah, this, this is. <laughs> it's like the late '80s, like 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 almost house, but not quite house, you know. But what? So there yeah. were these artists who sang these songs, but then there were DJs who would put yeah. it all together. Yep. So it's like Tim Spin and Shomer. Yeah. 
um, DJ Too Cool Chris, Nasty Boy yep. Nick. There was like all these <laughs> DJs who would just put them all up in a yeah. thing. And then, man, like like 15 and 16-year-old me. <laughs> I would just love it. <laughs> I would go to the, you would, you would only be able to buy, these yeah. were cassettes. Yeah. I would only be able to get these cassettes from beeper stores. Yeah. Just this like exact niche one you have to go to. Yeah. So I would go get a beeper, mm-hmm. like get all types of fancy pagers. Yeah. And then at the same time, pick up the, na- <laughs> the, the latest nasty boy. Well, anyways, so Jaden, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you, Carlos. We Appreciate drank, you, man. Yo, we always, drank a couple. We killed it. We killed it. I mean, it was mostly you, me. Agreed. <laughs> I do this again sometime for sure, man. But uh, I loved it. And then uh, I I think that the I think these shows are important because it just gives people a little bit more to think about of the stuff that they consume that they probably don't think about. You know, it doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be bad. But you can talk about it. It's always a big thing. You know, and it's the thing. It's like neither (laughs) of us. I mean, we didn't make any of these movies. When I when we release my yeah. movie, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna love it. We're gonna love it. That's right. <laughs> no bad talk about. The but movie, uh, sure. I mean, do you have anything to plug? Do you want people to follow you? Plug it all. Nine Hots Wines. Come on by. Come see me. Come see me in the tasting room. I mean, I got, it would really. be cool <laughs> if I could get the. It would be cool if I got the the uh, winemaker in here. <laughs> oh, we can get Jill in here for sure. He's French though. When he gets drunk, he he starts speaking French. So oh. it might be a little hard. <laughs> I can hold my own, I think. Fair enough, man. I gotcha. took a little bit of friend. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely get him in here for you, man. All right, yeah, excellent. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, thank you, man. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you for thank listening. You <laughs> don't forget about the sponsors, Rancho Bravo, the Sneakers Friend. And then uh, don't forget to follow on your favorite podcasting app, uh, Apple Podcast and Spotify. Those will probably be the, the biggest ones. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned. We'll be, we'll be back with uh, another one soon. Um, Thank you so much. All right, man. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you.